It's another episode of the Pitch Podcast, and today we are live in the Adelaide United boardroom because this is where all the big decisions happen, the signings, we say farewell to players. This is business, and I thought to uh, focus on the original rivalry because we need to mean business. We need to get the job done. I would get our skipper, and we can officially say as well, um, Sokuru, who's on the plane to Qatar for the World Cup. Craig Goodwin, welcome to the Pitch Podcast. Welcome back. Thanks, Jared. Buzzing to be here again. It's great to have you. Um, as we always do this year, we are going to break this podcast into two. So we'll have a, a special World Cup preview in another episode where we'll talk about that, get some fan questions as well. But let's talk about the Reds because it was a really good result uh, over the weekend against Western United. And um, no matter where they are this season, speaking to Bruiser about it last week, anybody's good on their day and they are the reigning champs. But uh, it was clinical and I, I guess satisfying to have one of those matches because we're yet to have a dominant performance this season until last weekend. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, I think this season with the first couple of games, we had a lot of good play um, but didn't convert the chances. And then we've had some games where we've we've played well um, as a whole, um, not been able to take them. And then this game has been somewhat the opposite of we haven't created that many chances, but we created quality chances and did take them. So we've worked a lot on the training track and and um, worked hard to improve um, on each things in the coming game that we find that we think we can improve on. And I think we're in a really good spot. I think we still have so much to improve going forward. Um, having a look at the score, so just correct me if I'm wrong, you score, Hiroshi scores, um, in no particular order. Um, George scores. And did Ben score as well? So the four? Yes, I think the George one went down as an own goal. Ah, it doesn't matter. We'll just say but, he scored. Yeah, we'll put it down. It's George. So, yeah, all four of us got on the score sheet, which is obviously really, really good to see your front four. I love it. And, and I think, like, in the past, we've always um, taken a while to have consistency with our goal scorers. But I'm really pleased as a fan to see this consistency. And also, if someone of the likes of George, who spent the past couple of weeks coming off the bench to have an impact, um, Hiroshi is continually scoring. So are you having Ben Halloran back? That must be really pleasing for yourself as captain to know that everybody's at the ready to convert when they need to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And like I said, we're still, I think, improving as well. Um, So we're working a lot in training on, you know, the type of chances we're creating and the areas that we're creating them from and and working the ball into more high percentage um, chances um, of creating a big chance or or having a good shot at goal. So I think we're working really hard on that and you can see um, it coming to fruition in the last game. Um, Obviously, we're going to need to be at our best against a Melbourne victory, but it is really good for me personally to to know – that the chances I'm creating, the, the quality we have on the end of it is, is um, you know, right up there with some of the best in the league. So for me, it's, it's exciting. And, and like I've said all along, I think we're in for a really strong year. Let's talk about victory. Normally we'd have a match preview in a separate podcast, but we're going to talk about Socceroos. Um, the original rivalry comes to Cooper Stadium. The revamped Cooper Stadium. So to play on the pitch against Glory a couple of weekends ago and experience a crystal clear sound, couple of screens where you could have a look and watch your goal celebration when you scored. Um, can you notice that as a player? You walk into the venue and go, wow, this feels different. I use the example to Nathan Cosmina. We've got a venue now that you can actually select on FIFA. You don't have to custom customise a stand when you make it if you want to play as Adelaide United. It must feel pretty <laughs> special to walk out there and look around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
you know, I think I've always um, felt that Coopers has um, a real different feel to any other football um, stadium in the country. Um, and I think most other players that I've spoken to always love coming to Coopers and think it's a great venue and, and always also find it very hostile as well because the fans are quite on top of you. And when the away teams are coming here, our fans do create a, a good um, and, I guess, hostile atmosphere for them. So... You know, with the upgrades that they've made, I think on this victory game, we're going to see it at its best um, as to what it can do and the atmosphere that it can provide. Um, but it really does um, feel like home and, and it feels like it really has a, I guess, um, somewhat more modernised feel now. Um, it, previously, it, ha- it has had that, I guess, that kind of old feel, um, but now I think it's it's... Yeah, a bit more fresh and a bit more um, spruced up, let's say. But it was really good in the Perth game. But I think this victory game is going to be a, a whole different ball game. I've loved observing some of the other matches um, around Australia, especially two weeks ago when when City took on victory and Amy Park was sold out. I love that as a fan because it shows to me that first of all, fans aren't afraid to go to the football anymore. Makes me excited that potentially we'll have a lot of victory supporters at Cooper Stadium on Friday. But it also shows the health of the Isuzu Ute A-League men's competition to say that fans are coming back to the football. As a player, knowing that the crowd is going to be big, I'm sure that gets you pretty up and about too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've also been hearing that victory, the victory away section sold out. So yeah. I'm thinking that's going to be, as they always do, you know that's, that's coming. Um, for me, I like that. I like when there's obviously going to be that rivalry between the fans and a really good atmosphere. Um, but you do look at that. You look at the way um, and the direction that the league is going in with fans coming back and starting to get more numbers and, and they're doing a really good push in terms of media um, with the all-access um, documentaries that come out each week uh, and it's fantastic to see. Um, but absolutely, when there's a, a big crowd, it's easy to find that, um, I guess, extra gear or that extra motivation to to put in more into the game. It just flows through you, that energy, when the crowd is is roaring and, and cheering. Um, it's definitely, I think, our 12th man. Playing against a victory side that um, there's still a little bit of unknown, obviously. They had a good result the other night uh, in the previous round. They get Bruno Fornaroli over as an injury replacement, which is, <laughs> I can say that's quite humorous until they can officially sign him um, when the window happens. Um, but also Nani... Uh, officially the best player in the A-Leagues last year in Jake Brimmer, but we know that that was you unofficially. So <laughs> they come over with a point to prove, and it's basically half the Adelaide United squad as well. Tommy Urich comes back to Cooper Stadium if he's fit. Um, Paul Izzo, the keeper. George Timoteo. There's a, there's a lot of players who are familiar with playing here at Cooper Stadium and playing well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that adds um, another spice to the derby, doesn't it? Um, obviously having the somewhat familiar faces on the other side, but knowing that they, they are playing for Melbourne Victory now and, and they are, let's say, the enemy. They are the team the team that we look forward to playing the most and especially at home. So it's, it's the biggest one in the calendar. It's the one that the players know, the fans want to win the most. Um, and I think we're in a really good spot. I think it's going to be, yes, a very difficult game. They do have somewhat of a, a point to prove. Um, they've... they've been okay to start the season. They've had some really good performances, obviously their best being last week against Newcastle. Um, But I think we're in a really good moment as well. So I think it's going to be um, a team for them where they're probably not going to attack or come out as aggressive attackingly as as what we would um, being at home. 
Um, and it's something that we're going to have to watch for them on the counter-attacks a lot more. Nathan Constantopoulos, another former Adelaide United player who gets to wear the playing shirt for Melbourne Victory this season, um, which was, was quite unexpected. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about is leadership, which I, I think you're thriving in. Um, I personally think that one of your most defining moments this season so far has actually not been when you've kicked the football. And that was post-game when we had that result where um, Hiroshi was sent off with uh, the red card, which wasn't assisted by VAR. And the media went straight to you post-game and had a conversation about it. The way that you carried yourself um, where there were certain things that you probably wanted to say but knew that the cameras were on, I think it speaks volumes about how you lead this side. And I feel that you're really thriving in this leadership position. Is this something that you expected to enjoy so much when you were growing up, to be the captain of a football club and be doing it so well? Um, yeah, it's probably not something um, that I've really focused on so much. It's not something that I've always grown up thinking, yes, I, I definitely want to be the, the captain. I want to lead the team or or things like that. I've always kind of let tried to let my performances um, do the talking and, and tried to lead um, by doing, so to speak. And I think as I've progressed into my career and as I've gotten older, I feel like I have um, enjoyed this role more, the leadership role more. Um, and I do think having the responsibility of that um, has asked different questions of me um, and made me uh, push myself and and have more responsibility as well because I feel like now that I – not that I didn't before, but now that I am the captain, I have to do everything right. I have to be there um, and do, let's say, the dirty work for the team. I can't let my performances be under question um, – in terms of in terms of your work ethic, in terms of those sort of things, and and not that I've cha- tried to change anything of my play, but I feel there is a bigger emphasis that I have to even more so lead by example. Um, I think it's made me open up more and, and be more vocal. Um, but at the same time, I think we have a really good group and a really uh, grounded group of people, um, which is credit to the coaching staff and the club to to be very uh, shrewd in their recruitments. Um, which is fantastic, and it just makes it much easier for me um, knowing that we have other leaders in the team and and other young boys that are here and want to do the right things. They want to learn. They want to become better. And and at the end of the day, as much as a joy it is playing for Adelaide United, their ambitions and goals aren't um, to end or to to be playing Adelaide United their whole careers. They want to push themselves to the absolute pinnacle of of football. And there's some players in this squad that I, I feel have the potential to do that. This game is an important three points, but it seems more important because it's the last game before the World Cup break. So we always remember the last moment that we have of everything and, and, and surely the boys need to keep that at the front of their mind that we don't want to go into this World Cup break knowing that we've dropped three points at home to victory. We need to keep this momentum going. Is that something which has been discussed during the week? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it has been something um, that's been discussed in terms of you know, it is the last game before the break and we want to finish um, going into this break um, with the win. Um, and it's the, the thing for me is it's the easiest game to, to get the motivation for. Sometimes you find that the harder games are, are when perhaps when you're, you're playing away and it's not a big crowd um, or it's not necessarily as, as big a game and you have to find the motivation yourself. You have to um, find different ways of pumping yourself up and, and getting those energy levels there because... With these games, it's 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 already there. The adrenaline's there in your body. There's goosebumps when you walk out on the pitch. There's um, just 
that sense of urgency. Um, but then from there, it's about controlling those emotions and using it in the right way and not getting overawed by the moment. So we know it's it's a big game. I'm happy that this game is, is at this specific time, that it is before the break, because it's one that we know um, we're going to give the maximum effort for. We're going to do everything it takes to, to win this game. Um, whether it goes that way, we'll have to wait and see. But I know that when we step out onto the pitch, that we'll walk off with nothing left. We'll go to uh, some listener and social media questions very quickly before we wrap this up. Don't forget there will be a special World Cup preview episode of the Pitch Podcast in a second with our captain Craig Goodwin. This is from Andrea. Um, It's a question about the Socceroos. So I'll ask part of it here and then I'll ask uh, the other part later. Will it feel special knowing that Jared Walsh will announce your name after your goal? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It actually will. It actually will uh, feel extremely special. It'll feel like I'm, I'm back home, but it's a familiar voice um, and there's no one else I'd rather be announcing uh, my name if I'm able to score at the World Cup. Well, thank you. I've got some great news about that as well, which I'll share in the other episode. Um, this is from Brandon. What's the most difficult thing you find in playing football and living in a golf country like Saudi Arabia? Um, how challenging was that for you? Um. It's a it's a tough question because from from my time in Saudi, there's some parts that I absolutely love and, and loved about living there. Um, but definitely, I would say that the hardest thing would be the fact that the COVID hit, so it made that nobody could visit, no one could come over or, or do anything, and you couldn't go anywhere. So pretty much like everyone else would have, would have had here, but then we didn't have the access to, to family or friends or, or anything like that. And then obviously Caitlin was um, pregnant at the time. So it did become quite difficult. Um, and that's originally why we made the decision to come home. Um, but there were some some aspects that we really loved about it. They were great people, um, very welcoming and, and very uh, willing to, to help. Um, and they're quite football fanatic as well so they were very friendly and and always willing to to you know give um give help and they are just actually very generous people the favorite goal you have scored this is from ben underscore w underscore h underscore um i've probably got two um definitely the the one for the socceroos is is up there in the rain yep Yep. in the rain at amy park um and then favorite favorite one I've scored I'd, I'd probably put down as the the second goal in the in now Australia Cup. Is that your Fernando City. Torres celebration? Yeah, that one. Yep, I remember that. Um, Robbie Matheson underscore. When can we start calling you the greatest South Australian footballer ever? Um, <laughs> it's a, a nice tag, but I don't. Um, look, it's not something I really think about in terms of trying to to hold those kind of I guess recognitions but that's always going to be a fan and opinionated one and and hopefully by the time I I end my career I can be in that equation because it will mean that I'll have given my everything for I guess South Australian football Um, but it's something that obviously the fans have to come up with Mm. themselves. Uh, Alan Riley which teammate would go on the block with you? That's a real good question. Yeah. Actually, no, I wouldn't go anyone in this current squad. I would go with Michael Moroni. Yeah, great call. Because I know that he's had quite a bit of experience in building his own house. He just, 
Michael Moroni just bought basically land and is just handyman everything. He did his own block, just not televised. It's ridiculous. I don't think he owns a television. That's probably why as well. <laughs> uh, Goody, thank you very much for having a chat. As we said, you're going to stick around for another episode, which is uh, a World Cup preview. But good luck on Friday, or if you're listening to it at Cooper Stadium in the lead up. The original rivalry, there's nothing better than beating Melbourne Victory. However, I will say this, there's nothing be- uh, better than beating a competitive Melbourne Victory. Because when they struggled, it was good beating it. But you want to beat them when they're at their best and they're playing well so all the best on friday and stay fit please i will thank you